3: Uh, I want to wish Coach Dyken the best of luck. I'm still a huge Colt fan and pulling for you guys. Looking forward to
1: uh, hoisting some Lombardi trophies and excited for your opportunity. So uh, for everybody out there, including the however many thousand that signed the petition, which may have included my wife and son, not exactly sure, but in in all honesty, I'm so
3: grateful for uh, Colts Nation and who you are.
4: Jeff Saturday, former Colts head coach issuing a bit of a statement on Twitter last night, yesterday. He did not get the Colts job. That went to Shane Steichen, former Eagles offensive coordinator, now Colts head coach. We'll uh, talk to Howard coming up at 9.30. He's off today, but he's going to come in and talk about the piece he posted about his eventual exit coming up uh, at the beginning of next month. But in the meantime, we'll talk a little bit about the Colts here with John Michael Vinson, who covers the Indianapolis Colts for 107.5 The Fan. John, good morning. John Michael, good morning. It's Jeremy and Joe. How are you?
5: Hey, Jeremy and Joe. Shout out to Buffalo. Thanks for having me on.
4: So quick thing on what happened here with, uh, with the Colts coaching search. The Jeff Saturday, I don't want to say experiment. It was a little bit of what? PR to get through an ugly time. Uh, looking back, while that was panned mostly as some sort of embarrassment, did it end up working out just fine for the Colts and getting them to this this moment, this point?
5: Well, we'll see because nobody really believes any decisions that are being made around here until actually one is a positive one. Getting back to what you said regarding Jeff Saturday, too, you know what's interesting about that is when Jim Ursay, and that was the owner that made that hire, when he made that hire, he had full belief that Jeff Saturday, at that point, would remain and be the head coach at this point right now, meaning he expected better results. And obviously you get that first win against the Raiders and then things kind of just slowly got flushed down the toilet. But his expectation was that that Jeff could be the future head coach of this team. He also wanted some Intel. And I never really understood that because that's why you have a general manager and other people in that building to give you that locker room Intel. But he wanted Intel from somebody like Jeff Saturday that he trusted about the state of this team in that locker room and found out some things that they really didn't like some things that were sliding under the uh the reign of frank reich um and that's one thing jeff did did find out i mean if nothing else it was a mess there's no doubt i mean minnesota dallas all those uh, losses come from behind style with the other teams uh it was a mess and he did not deserve to be the future head coach but the owner did get some intel. It's a very unconventional way that he went about this, no doubt about it, but it has led to Shane Steichen. And uh, the proof is going to be exactly what this team does in the future. You have a fan base right now, honestly, fellas, that just – does not believe in the decisions around here that are being made and won't until we see better results.
4: How much of that is uh, lack of belief in ownership, and how much is the GM? I mean, the, of course, Chris Ballard's made a lot of decisions over the last couple of years. The quarterback carousel, is uh, is it basically about trying to find a little more stability?
5: No, there's no doubt about that, too. I mean, it does start with the general manager. There's, there's a lot of disbelief in the owner, too, because the owner had a season where he meddled, and he didn't normally. When this team is good, he's not in there meddling. Um, and I'm not talking about, you know, in terms of his music and, you know, you know buying this and setting up his pop culture and music museum, whatever, and doing the tour and hanging out with John Mellencamp and all this. I'm talking about actually getting in there and meddling, you know, superseding what the general manager wanted to do in the case of Jeff Saturday as well. Uh, because there was some disbelief, I think, in the job that Chris Ballard was doing. And that was rightly so. And that is a fan base staple right now. It's my staple. You got Chris Ballard, fellas, going into year number seven, Normally, if you're going into year number seven, you have a hell of a resume to back that up. They haven't won a division since 2014. They've won one playoff game, and that was back during the Andrew Luck era, and it has been an absolute circus for the most part around here. And then the most... The most damning thing, I think, for Chris Ballard that he's going to have to prove wrong in year number seven is his philosophy. His blueprint for how you built a football team might have been good in 83. And believe me, I dig 1983, and I'd love to go back. But football-wise, you got to be playing in this era offensively. Ballard hasn't been drafting and playing in this era, and that has been a massive failure. So those are just some of the things this organization, general manager, owner, and otherwise, will have to prove. To this fan base to get them back on board
6: and it's interesting now, right that the GM and the coach are almost on different timelines like I wonder you know like is it wrong to even ask you like one more bad year and is Chris Ballard out because if Chris Ballard's out, then don't you start firing up the conversation of well, does a new GM want his own coach and am I going to fire another coach after one year
5: you're so right about that. And that was my point. My point of view was, all right, so if you're going to start with a new head coach, and we haven't even talked about the new era that's going to be a quarterback, so you're going to start a new era and quarterback. And my, my whole theory on this is, I don't think Jim wanted to make all the decisions. I think he still wanted to lean on Ballard I'm not suggesting that Ballard is there because Jim just didn't want to do all the work. I'm not suggesting that at all, but I think he wanted somebody's intel with him because you had so many massive decisions coming up this year. So maybe if, you know, one or the other didn't have to be made, you know, maybe if they had a quarterback that was a little bit more stable, you're going into an era that you believed in, you know, maybe with a head coach that you believed in, maybe if Jeff Saturday would have beaten Philly. Maybe if Jeff Saturday would have beaten Dallas, held on against Minnesota, things could be different, and maybe there would be a different, directionally speaking, general manager in that seat right now. I think things worked out for Chris Ballard to survive. Not thrive, not impress, not by results, but to survive just by virtue of all the decisions that needed to be made.
4: So with regard to the future, young quarterback will be the plan, right? Jim Say pretty much said that. I saw you know, anyone <laughs> suggesting that maybe he gave away the game, but who didn't know that
5: already? No, everybody does too. I, I think what it comes down to, fellas, is this now, is are you going to be able to go out and get what you want? Are you going to settle? And these are things we probably never will know. It's not like you know, the, the coach is never going to come out and say, well, you know, when we are at four, we couldn't get up to one. We didn't have enough ammunition, so we had to settle on this guy over that guy. This is stuff we're never going to find out. But I don't want them internally to settle. If you have to get your rear end up to number one to get who you want, who you thoroughly believe in, who you want to lead this organization for the foreseeable future, then you do that. Now, maybe that person falls in their lap at number four, but I just think you have to go all out on this. You have seen teams, and you know what? You guys are a great example of that. You see what you like in a quarterback, and you, you just move heaven and earth to get your butt up there, and to draft that person. And I think to a degree, even though they're already at the number four guys, this is what they have to do coming up in the spring. You don't settle. You go out and get what you want and what you believe in.
6: So were Colts fans rooting like hell for the Texans to not get the first overall pick? How how big is that? I mean, right, they would not have had a shot at one had Houston pulled that out. But now, with it being Chicago and the rumors are, you know, it seems that they'll – move the pick instead of Justin Fields. That's got to be huge for Indy that they even have that that opening.
5: You know, what's funny about that is, too, I, that's probably one of the reasons why he probably would have been fired anyway, but I don't think that did. Lovey Smith, a great deal of great service, when he ended up pulling that game out in the fashion in which they did. And, you know, obviously he didn't get to number one. What's funny about the Chicago situation, guys, is this. is There's no doubt. I, I think that the, the Colts wouldn't mind if they want to get up there to try to get up there. They, in the past, if there's been one quarterback that Chris Ballard has been smitten upon in this myriad of old Band-Aid quarterbacks they brought in here over the years, it was the draft of Justin Fields. There was some legitimate interest there. And I think if you go back and you look at that draft and had they known that Justin Fields was going to slide in the fashion in which they did, they may have thrown – their hat in the ring and try to do something about that. Now, that's just just me and some intel that I got, but I always found that kind of interesting because all the rookie quarterbacks or younger quarterbacks we see right now in the NFL, it kind of appeared that Chris Ballard had the most interest at that time in Justin Fields I'm not suggesting they're going to get Justin Fields or try to get him but it's just kind of I guess ironic if you will that you know that is kind of a measure in which we're looking at this draft with Chicago holding the number one overall selection
4: well I'm I just about to say that like maybe it's not a maybe it's a long shot to happen but How long until the Fields to Indy rumors do get kicked up? I mean, Chicago's been – at least it's been suggested they could draft a quarterback and try and trade away Fields. I mean, he's done – Fields did
6: say they have not told him yet what they're doing.
4: That's right. And, you know, for a a dual-threat quarterback, Shane Steichen just was working with one in in Philadelphia. I mean, I, I feel like connecting those dots is not crazy.
5: Yeah, no, it, you know it's probably not too. And it, it, now you got the Big Ten Network guy, a Big Ten guy, running everything in Chicago. It, it probably isn't because we live in a world where really, fellas, sports-wise, there's nothing crazy in terms of NFL and what teams, you know, want to do to get, you know, what you guys have in Buffalo right now. You feel solidified with that, and in Indy, that had been the case for so many years with Manning, and then into Luck, and then it's just been all downhill since then. But no. That conversationally is something I'm sure that we'll have. Here's the other thing too. You go back to that press conference yesterday. Shane Steichen, he went over all of these different players that helped him along the way, and it was tough for me not to completely notice that there were so many elite level skill position players that he mentioned. And something that Chris Ballard always hasn't been, you know, that that prime to do. For example, in the draft, you guys got Josh Allen, and uh, we got a left guard here. So he hasn't always been that primed on that that type of player. You mentioned AJ Brown. AJ Brown came by by virtue of a trade. You know Chris Ballard would have probably ran across you know the state of Indiana before he ever thought about doing anything. That philosophy, I believe, not only needs to change, but I think with Shane Steichen in here, I think it will change.
6: John Michael Vincent, 1075, the fan in uh, Indianapolis. are you at a point yet where you've got a guy? Did you, quarterback wise, like, are you becoming a Bryce Young guy more than Stroud or Levis? Or is it, Young seems to be the favorite to go one. So maybe is it just get the top guy no matter what?
5: Fellas, I'm going to give you the most lame quarterback analysis take in history here. You guys ready? <clears throat> it is funny. Uh, I base my opinion of wanting CJ Stroud on one game, on that Georgia game. On one game, and I know this is before the combine that's going to happen here, before pro days and all that other crap, right? But I base it on one performance where C.J. Stroud against Georgia, and we're talking about high-level athletes, not as good a defense as we saw in Georgia a year ago when they won that national title, but still a good defense. An incredibly high-level, elite NFL type of athleticism and talent, and C.J. Stroud was running all over the field making plays with his legs, extending the play, getting out of the pocket, making throws on the run, all these things that people said that he could not do. And granted, I understand that for the most part, Ohio State quarterbacks don't do that much on the NFL level. We've seen that in the past. I know that he was working with better wide receivers in Columbus this past year than the Colts seem close to have right now on the NFL level. All that in mind, I thought that he showed in that one game exactly what is necessary for this Colts team, considering you know what they have at the skill position, considering what they have at the offensive line, and considering how they want to move forward. And you know, not, the, also the other thing with Will Levis, I know Will Levis is going to be up there at Kentucky. I watched him play a couple of times, and I, I thought he was mediocre at worst. But it's not fair to judge him that way either. Because his Kentucky team sucked, and he didn't have anything around him, and they're playing in the SEC, so he's going to get his, his butt whipped in that fashion. But, yeah, one game I base my opinion on C.J. Stroud is how he performed at such a high level against Georgia, fair or unfair. I told you it was going to be a lame analysis, and there's my lame analysis. I'll well, yeah. take it.
4: <laughs> John Michael Vincent, <laughs> 107.5 The Fan. Thanks very much for the time, and uh, you know, good luck for the, to the Colts in getting that quarterback you're, uh, you're coveting at the top.
5: We got our fingers crossed around here fellas. We kind of want to live like you guys are. I know you're disappointed, well, but can you imagine I'll, I'll seeing say, this?
4: I'll say this and, uh, here. as a piece of uh as a piece of advice. I mean, the Bills might not have had Josh Allen as their top-rated quarterback. They might have had two that they liked of that class. You, that's the kind of thing like like you said, you can never really know, but yeah. sometimes you get your second choice and not to say that Allen was definitely their second choice, but he could have been. Yeah. And sometimes your second choice is better than your first choice.
5: And here's what we know around here. We know what around here hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. Like, people want to bring up Derek Carr for the Colts, and that makes me want to vomit, seriously. <laughs> I'm thinking, where, where have we been down this path before? But there's no doubt. This this organization has a lot to prove to a fan base that are complete non believers right now, guys.
4: All right. Well, thanks very much, John.
5: You got it, fellas. Thank you for having me.
4: John Michael Vincent on the Western Hotline. The Sabres had that for very recently, a fan base that did not believe at all. And they've done a lot of work and done some, mm. some good stuff there. I think people start to to trust them more. It, it, it does take time to re- repair those kind of relationships. On the Derek Carr point, you know, so he doesn't want Derek Carr for the Colts, and I'm not sure that he's a good fit there. Doesn't Aaron Rodgers have to tell the teams that want to trade for him what he's going to do as soon as possible? You're the Jets. You're waiting on Aaron Rodgers And if he doesn't get traded, isn't Derek Carr your next best option? Who's better
6: than Derek Carr? Could you even argue he's the best option? You could argue it. I probably wouldn't. Um, But if it's not those
4: two, who is it? Garoppolo?
6: Sure. Mayfield? Am I at Mayfield yet? No, I don't want that. I mean, Lamar, if he were to move? Lamar is the answer. And I'm back and forth on whether or not he's going to be moved i i think i would still bet he is traded um so if he's traded he's the answer if, and if he's traded here's the thing ja- jackson man will move mountains this offseason when it comes to quarterback and like who's available what the best idea is because if he's moved how many teams would be willing to talk quarterback that aren't right now if he's not like, would Miami be willing to move off Tua if Lamar Jackson is available? Yes. Because if they are, then suddenly Tua is the best name on the market, right? And I keep mentioning Detroit. It's my favorite idea for Jackson. Let's say the Lions trade for Lamar Jackson. Is Jared Goff now a better idea than Derek Carr? Or maybe they're
4: about the same, but he's another guy like that. I don't think the Lions will move off of Goff. Man,
6: I think they should.
4: They, they were like fourth in the league in yards. I know. They had but... a really good offense.
6: You've got draft capital, and are you ready to commit to five years of Jared Goff as your quarterback, or are you ready to do what the Colts did, where you got to go guy to guy to guy if you're ready to move off him at some point? Like, if I'm the Lions, man, I am. I'm good. I've got a good roster, and I have never had a Super Bowl contending team. I want. A, I want my franchise quarterback now. If I'm the Lions,
4: and you're saying if that's Lamar, they'd move yes. off Goff for Lamar. like
6: I would do. What else? What, what did the Browns trade for Watson? Three firsts. Yeah. Like, I, if I'm Detroit, I would call Baltimore today and offer them three first-round picks. And if they want golf, so they have a quarterback too, like, sure. But, man, if I were Detroit, I would be all over that as much as I can. The rookie part point, I guess, is harder to make for whether or not they should do it. But, yeah, no, Jackson is the name. But to your point about Carr, yeah, there's nobody else. He's going to – there's going to be a market – or, or a, not a market. There's going to be a bidding war for him, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Isn't he going to get – 40 million neighborhood 35 40 is the number that the Raiders couldn't trade him at, right? Uh huh. So, but yeah, 30, 30 to 35 with you know bonuses and incentives, perhaps. What does Kirk Cousins getting? make like that? Whatever that is, although yeah. he makes a ton of guaranteed money, right? Yes, something along those lines. So, that, that second to third tier quarterback contract, but. And that's the, the whole, shouldn't, like the whole NFC South shouldn't shouldn't any team in the NFC South right now feel like if we win the Derek Carr sweepstakes we're the division favorite? Sure, Atlanta could Atlanta do that? If Atlanta did that, are they? Would you pick them to win the Does division? Atlanta move off of Desmond Ritter? Sure, who's Desmond Ritter? Right. Does Tampa move off Kyle? Tr- All those teams have like Tampa. Tampa's got Kyle Trask, but he was like last pick of the second round. Do I need to give the last pick of the second round a crack, or do I want Derek Carr? If I'm Carolina, do I want to give – who's their guy? They have a third-round guy, don't they? Um, yes. Don't tell me who it is. It's – oh, I'm gonna, this is going to kill me. Those third-round quarterbacks from last year. Trask from a couple years ago. Ritter in Atlanta. Whoever. Carolina trades for Derek Carr or signs Derek Carr. I think Carolina is the division favorite. Matt Corral. Matt Corral. Right. Do I want to end up there? There'll be a bidding war. For
4: you, know, Carr. you know what would be potentially the fun the funniest move would be the Tannehill's not going to move, right? We don't think. That's my T- Tennessee's been mentioned for car, uh, which to me seems what, like a lateral move. What but. would be funnier than moving off of Tannehill for car?
6: <laughs> no, that
4: would be amazing. I would love it uh, so much. I'll be the first one to tell you. I am higher on Ryan Tannehill than most. Uh-huh. which. What led to a very strange feeling, a conflicting feeling, when I saw this report yesterday about Derek Carr, maybe you saw this? Yeah. So Connor Hughes, who covers the Jets, uh, there was a report about, about Ryan Tannehill. Report. There's a feeling around the league that the Jets are much higher on Ryan Tannehill than some want to believe, which is very strange <laughs> to try and figure <laughs> out. It's great so, wording. So ask yourself, how high do you think the Jets are on Ryan Tannehill? And the answer is, it's higher than that. Okay. Uh-huh. The Jets could go for Ryan Tannehill. If the Jets had Ryan Tannehill, they'd be a playoff team. They'd be the second best team in this division. Their defense is that good. Ooh. Their weapons are that good. Better than Miami? Sure.
6: Put it this way. I still My- like Miami's offense. Oh, the defense I, is I, a big is I, a big I, swing I though. do too.
4: Miami, and they just hired Vic Fangio. Doesn't Miami have more work to do to become complete than... The and, Jets And do. they
6: don't have the assets to
4: do it. And who's the Miami quarterback? Are it's, we sure it's Tua? Well,
6: even if it's Tua, how it many games can you trust he plays? Exactly. He might be a, he more than anybody in the league. I know the Dolphins say he's not more prone to concussions than others, but there's a lot of doctors that I've seen. They're, they're like the Twitter doctors, so I guess take it with a grain of salt. But there seems to be a lot of evidence that you are more prone to concussions when you have three of them in 6 months. Even if he had no concussions. Right, no, he still he's still one hit away. He from being out for his career and he
4: is so small. That's it. That he gets thrown around. That's the thing. He is more prone to concussions because he is more prone to being thrown to right, the ground uh, more than more than he's actually had them in a way yeah. that other quarterbacks are not thrown to the ground.
6: So, can I trust him to play 12 games next year? It would be a serious
4: concern for me if I'm a Miami All right,
6: I'll I'll listen to that. Tannehill, I'm not a big Tannehill guy. I think him and Carr are the exact same. Like, they're different styles, maybe. Like, Tannehill's more play action. Carr and his crews played more out of the gun and spread it out. right,
4: but to me, like, their
6: production, I think they're the same person.
4: Here's a devilish question for you. It's unfair, but whatever. I'm going to ask it anyway. The Jets get Tannehill. The Bills make no changes on offense. Who wins the division? The Bills. Okay, the I think that's, that's still probably right. They still won thirteen games. <laughs>
6: yeah. Well, let me ask you. you: You Tannehill goes to the Jets. You said they're the second best team in the in the division. Derek Carr goes to the Jets. Wouldn't you say they're the second best team in the division? I might. Yeah, I might. And that's my point on Tennessee. You're going from one guy to the other. Oh, it's the
4: same thing. Yeah, I don't see a reason to do it. You would think Tennessee would look and say, "Hey, that AJ Brown trade, maybe that was a bad idea." The best receiver in football. One of the three they, best well, receivers in football. They might have done that, right? The GM got fired.
6: He did. And Vrabel, the video of him at the draft when they traded A.J. Brown, he was like despondent. Yep. Like he walked away from the table shaking his head, and if I have read right on Tennessee, he now is the number one man in that organization, Mike Vrabel. So, they probably did figure out, that was horrible. Let's get rid of the guy that wanted to do that, and let's put the guy that didn't want to do it as our our new number one in the
4: organization. Eight oh three oh five fifty. if you'd like to uh, chime in. Jeremy White, Jody DiBiase. Howard's here. He's going to come in and, you know, hang out for the last 30 minutes of the show because he posted his uh, his exit plan. It's like his piece at the Players' Tribune, you know? March 3rd, his final show. Um, but he's in here today for half hour, and then he's back in on Friday as well for, uh, well, it's not exactly a football Friday, but he's got a couple more shows left. Final show will be... March 3rd. So Howard's going to pop in here next.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
1: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
0: Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out of market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
4: All right, here we are. Happy Wednesday. Is it nice out there? Is it windy, Howard?
3: It's beautiful out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a little windy, but not bad. It is. I mean, it's, you know, I was going to say roll your window down, but that's very 30 years ago. It's <laughs> roll your window down, day when you're yeah. driving.
4: Sure. What do you got
3: going on the rest of the day? This is the highlight. Yeah?
4: Yeah. Getting a massage today. Oh, look at you. Wow, really? Yeah. Announcing retirement <laughs> and just right to the <laughs> massage. <laughs> that's amazing. Is that, a, is that bad? That's good.
3: No, that's
6: good. That's, no, that's my, fantastic. It,
3: actually, it was a, it, my wife... For Valentine's Day, got us both massages. So I'm getting my massage today.
6: Very nice. It was a Valentine's Have you ever had one? You've had one yeah, before? Yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah.
3: This very yeah very cool. She comes Star House. The, mas-
4: the masseuse. Very so, good. Yeah,
3: very nice. So that's it. That's my. uh This is the highlight, though.
4: And then pitchers and catchers tomorrow, right? Well, I thought they were didn't
3: they it's report already? Oh. oh, today. I thought they yeah. reported right. already. Maybe
4: I, f- I should check that. They call this living your best life, announcing retirement, getting a massage, Mets pitchers and catchers. What else well, could you want? Now
3: listen, I'm not retiring. That's right. I'm just not doing this. <laughs> I just can't work with Jeremy put anymore. Put it
4: on. <laughs> wait, put it on a shirt. I'm not, I'm retiring. not retiring. I'm just I'm not just doing, doing this. this. Is that all right? That is like a Costanza quote all the way, right? <laughs> I'm not retiring. I'm just not doing this. I'm just.
3: I'm still working. I mean, I'm yeah. not. Yeah, I'm not like going to play shuffleboard in Florida. Yeah. I'm still working. I'm gonna just do some odd jobs and things, and just not, you know, talk about sports for a living.
4: And not get up at the. I mean, the, I got to tell ya, you, you've been sleeping in.
3: No. I mean, we've been doing this for 18 years. It's, you know, do you impossible. think you could sleep in? Yeah. Well, you have kids, so it's not happening anyway.
4: They sleep later than I do. I woke
3: up at 430 this morning. I was wide awake. So I'm I'm hoping eventually it'll swing in the other direction. If not, I'll just wake up every morning and listen to you guys. Yeah. And I'll call the show and prank you or something like that.
4: Yeah, we'll take it. All right. Yeah.
6: Howard prank calls just at random times. I'll just change I'll try and disguise
4: voices and call up, you know, mm-hmm.
3: change names.
4: Hey, Phil in Hamburg. You well, guys you, are awful. Well, you posted a piece at wgr550.com which is not the players tribune. Did you did you reach out to the players <laughs> tribune and offer <laughs> um I
3: did. The guy laughed so hard the talk- I thought he was gonna bust it. Here guy. you
4: go. Here's your next billion dollar idea. The Talkers Tribune, where we just yes. post pieces oh. about so people in broadcasting
3: yeah. put their own articles yeah, up? The Talkers okay. Tribune. All right. Will you will you contribute in twenty years?
4: Yes. All right. I-, I didn't read your articles too long. I skimmed it. <laughs> <laughs> too long. <laughs> no. Thanks.
3: I you I you're
4: the only person. You are the only person
3: by name.
4: That you that shout is mentioned out. In the article. Wow, shout! That's what I just—I I control F search my name in any article to make sure I'm getting. <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm kidding. I, I well,
3: I t- I was having this discussion with one of my one of our colleagues over there, Randy Bush. Over he and I go back to Buff State. We're friends forty years, and I said I didn't. I can't. I can't mention everybody. Obviously, this is one of those things where they yank the guy off the award stage because he's trying to mention everybody. Yeah. So I couldn't mention. I just said generic. But when you work with someone for eighteen years, I feel like. There was one name worth mentioning, and it was you. Not to get too soppy
4: or emotional on this. No, we got time for that. I did in point a out the fact
3: that you did throw a shoe at me.
4: I told the story today. <laughs> did you?
6: I didn't yeah. know the so story or like that? why
4: the shoe was thrown in
3: the first place. I still have place, but a scar. I told, on my forehead. I, I don't know if you. I told the story. The star? No, oh, okay. My, right. I'm kidding. <laughs> that's, that's actually from a street hockey
6: fight. Much better. Yeah. Like that. But I want to hear that story. But he yeah.
3: did. Careful. You're in the spot. Yeah. You're right where the shoe hit me. True. That is true. Flat on the forehead.
6: And I don't have a Dan
4: Hager ready to run in and
6: stop the second shoe from coming in. So. That's right.
4: That's what, that's what it was about. Fun times. So that, I did reference that. So how many years? Not just here, but how many years in Buffalo? You said like Buff there State, are, you uh, and Randy go back oh, 40 years. We,
3: yeah, I was there from 80 to 84. Worked elsewhere for five years. Came back in 89. Been here ever since. So 30, almost 34 years. Yeah. It's home. You know, I mean, you're not from here originally either, right? Nope. So you just, you move here. You got the same deal. Move here. Got a job here. Met your wife here, got kids, raised a family, and it just it becomes home. So, yeah, this is, this is it. I'm here. I'm here for good with the occasional maybe month in Florida like old people do.
4: Will you need to still go hunker down for the events, the sporting events? Or do you think you'll be more free to watch them knowing that they don't necessarily – affect your life in the same way they don't that's a good question we've already had this discussion you still want the bills to win of course Uh but are you now able to be a social bills fan as opposed to a basement bunker bills fan Mm. i think so but i think in the
3: playoffs i reserve the right to not be a to go back to hunker down yeah my wife and i had this discussion watching the super bowl and she's like all excited she said i said what next year first off you won't have a notepad and uh, we, can watch, we can go to a Super Bowl party. We <laughs> could even host a Super Bowl party, which we've never done. And I thought, okay, as long as the Bills aren't playing, that's baby completely steps. fine. Yeah, right, right. It's baby steps. Don't, don't push me too fast. I've got to do this at my pace. So, yeah, I, I, um, you know what was cool? I, I said to you when, when I was in um, – I had two games this year, two Bills Road games. We were in New York when they played the Packers and we were in Florida when they played the Jets here the first time ever – I don't know, Joe, if you've been – it's mm-hmm. the first time I was ever out at a Bills backers bar during a game. Mm-hmm. Ever. It was really cool. Like I'm never yeah. – I never go anywhere for Bills games. I've either been in a press box or I've been in my basement. And so that was cool, Jeremy. So I think I I think I will do that in the regular season. Uh, I, I enjoyed being out with Bills fans, you know, and they're singing the shout song every yep. touchdown, and they're having a great time. It was, it was fantastic. I really loved it. But playoffs – That's a different beast. I feel like I'm just not going to be a fun person to be around. I'm not I don't like to socialize when the games get more intense.
4: Sabres playoffs eventually. Yeah. That's another that's that's an experience that has been I mean more than a decade since any of us have experienced it. Yeah. Or even a deep
6: run where like it goes on for weeks and weeks and months and there's a game every other day.
3: And you wear shorts to go watch a hockey game. Love that. People are, you know, painting saber colors on their garages or their the paneling on their house. Or I don't know, whatever. If there's flags all over the place, yeah, those are. Yeah, we need that again.
4: Mm. What do you say to those that think that you just waited for Tom Brady to call it quits before (laughs) you called it quits? Are you just trying to upstage Tom Brady? Or or do you just you deep down you don't want to talk about the NFL if he's not in it? (laughs) Is that it? How do you know in forty days I'm not coming back? <laughs> you pulled Brady. How do you know I won't just
3: like somewhere around the draft call up and go, I'm coming back?
4: Yeah. Is this an elaborate ploy yep. to be part owner of another station <laughs> like Brady was <laughs> with the Dolphins? <laughs> Are we going to lose a first round pick when this is all said and done? Is, yeah, is, I'm is
3: compensation? I think GR retains my rights. All right, I'm trying to buy Channel Two. There, it's oh. out in the open. Wow. And I would, I just mm. didn't want it to. You're smart. See, you're. you're so this is. So it's Brady, Simon. I mean, it's, at, yeah. it's on the same level, really, don't you think, in terms of the, the, mag, the magnitude of oh, the of announcement, course. right? Yeah.
6: You should have done it the same way. You should have gone to a, down to the beach. Yeah. Quick video, 40-second <laughs> 40 40 announcement. Tell you what,
3: funny. Um, I wrote the article at my kitchen table. Anybody <laughs> wants to buy it from us, I'm open for bids.
6: Okay. I'll sell the chair I was oh, sitting like in. The guy that bought the Brady sand, the sand would be that's interested right. in gonna, that. I will,
3: uh, I'll auction off the kitchen yeah. table. Not the computer I wrote it on. My question to you is I was thinking about this driving in. Now, Joe, I think you might, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but for years, Uh we've had this friendly competition. Big things happen
6: when you're off. Of course. Now,
4: granted, I kind of cheated. You, well, how about this? You also announced your retirement when you were off. So that's what I want to know. Right. A, yes, he did a, it on purpose.
3: a, is this a big thing? And B, if it is, can I claim it for big things happen yeah. when I'm off?
6: Yeah, I think it was fitting that you did it on the day you, you took off. off. The funny
3: thing is, like it took him a few years. He, before he finally realized, I tended to take off in mid-March. I mean, uh-huh. it's nice. I want to get to Florida for a week met spring training. Free but agency. But I timed it out with the league year opening up. Yep. Sure, So the Mario right. Williams, the, any big signing, anything around the league that first week, you know, everybody's signing them all yep. I, I tended to take that week off. And it took him a few years before he realized... Hey, you're claiming that for big things happen, but you do that on purpose. It's like taking off before a trade deadline or
6: something. It's the most action-packed week right. of the you know NFL calendar. know there's stories breaking,
3: yeah. so I got credit for all that stuff.
4: Well, that's one of the things you know we'll visit, we'll revisit a lot of memories. I'm sure of the course of the next like week and Assuming two weeks. I remember this stuff. That's what's weird. People ask me like, "What do you remember?" And it's every day for 18 years, so it's kind of like saying like, "Hey, Joe." You got memories the last 18 years? <laughs> uh huh. Well, yes, a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not the same as, I mean, the Bills have played for 18 years, but it's Sundays. Yeah, it's once a week. Every, you focused in on those events. For us, it'd be like, I don't know, we had 18 years of Mondays and 18 years mm-hmm. of Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays and right. pregame and you know just uh, everything. I was thinking, I was thinking back yesterday to the text club for the 30 oh, club wow, yeah. when I would be texting people at. a.m. That the Flames had just scored a late goal against the Coyotes. You know, part of that club. Yeah, and then there was the quarterback club where we would just tweet out Mm. what station you could watch. Allen, Jackson, Rosen, Mayfield, Darnold, when they played, where the game was, what time it was, because we were so focused on the Bills drafting a quarterback that year. You know, like those were ways to go through the process with people, not just you know sit here as passive. Who are they going to take? It was let's scout all these guys ourselves,
3: and we had to tell people uh, that too. You know, if you wanted to watch Josh Allen, you'd have to find Wyoming Facebook, on Facebook, yeah, because they weren't yeah, on regular yeah. television. Because it was Wyoming football. Yep. everybody else was. You know, Darnold, uh, Mayfield, all these guys, ABC, ESPN. All right, Wyoming this week is on Facebook against
4: mm-hmm. whoever. It's it's part of the story about that draft, and you know, people getting scared off of Allen, me included, you included, because oh, I was we did watch those yeah. games, and it was like. Sure, he can throw it a mile, but I mean, he doesn't look like a really good quarterback. And of course, you know, that changed over the course of his NFL career. But it wasn't like we all just walked into a room and decided we don't like him. There were lots of things to be scared of. Remind me if we do the show of the biggest thing you got wrong in 18
3: years, it's Josh Allen. There's no question it's Josh Allen. Because you're right, we watched those games. And the problem was. Because they weren't on all the time, Joe, or you didn't necessarily. What is that? Mountain West, Wyoming. I wouldn't necessarily Mount, get caught whack, up in the whack, whack, maybe. So I'd watch him when they went it's up Mountain and they West. played Iowa, I think one time Nebraska. when they played some of the Power Five schools. Woof. Yeah. I mean, he just never seemed to have a good game. Like it was, it just didn't seem to happen that often. So I was really a, I was very much afraid of Josh Allen. So that's got to be like number one. Not even close on things where I totally missed on it. It's a long list. We don't need to get into all of them. But, yeah, I don't know. 18 years, huh? Geez, I'm trying to think. I mean, you did throw a shoe at me. That's right up at the top of the list.
4: Mm -hmm. Tough to forget that.
3: Yeah. You're the only person who threw a shoe at me that I've worked (laughs) with in my entire career. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I just remember a night, uh, the stupid things, when we used to do the Bills pregame shows across the street, Abbott Road, across the street from the stadium, outside. And I don't even know who they were playing. Maybe Denver or a night game. The tent's up. The space heaters are going. It's freezing outside. And I'm like, we're sitting there going, what the hell are we doing? Why are we outside for this stuff? Uh-huh. There was some really cold outside pregame shows that we did, but yeah. And I I couldn't have gotten through the, the the tank without you. That was that was the <laughs> that was the most stressful experience I've ever had in this job. Be, even like watching the Bills in the Super Bowl, that tank season was the highs, the lows, the thirty for thirty club, the updates. What the you know uh, getting Center Ice literally to watch Edmonton and Arizona play.
4: Yeah. Oh, that was crazy.
3: Never, ever experienced anything like that before. So he got me through it. And we went to
4: right. Kitchener. Not Kitchener. We went, we, went yep. oh, right. we went to St. Catharines. We went to Erie to watch McDavid play. We went to St. Catharines. We went to St. Catharines to watch McDavid play.
3: No, Collar, Collar was on the Prospects game trip. We went yep. up to St. Catharines to watch a yep. Prospects
4: game. We saw the Prospects. Timo Meyer was in that game. Was he really? Yes, he was. I remember, what's the, the guy, uh, Kraus was in that game, Lawson right? Lawson off, I think was yeah. in that game. Yep. Yeah, that's funny. Provorov was in that game. Like, yeah. you, you know, you, we got a little bit of that lifestyle of uh, just pounding the pavement, like going around to watch hockey prospects. That was, yeah.
3: you should start keeping track of the brilliant ideas this guy comes up with. <laughs> that was one of those. Although you never actually did walk around a hockey game trying to convince people you were a scout.
4: Yeah, wait, that uh, happened. And just feel like it's very easy to do. If you go to a prospect game, just to bring a
6: what quarter zip with a need, with a Bauer logo on it. Exactly, a
4: quarter zip, a clipboard, a clipboard, and like long hair. And you're, a and you write, you're a scout. They're gonna let, let you write. You go wherever
6: you want. in The entire arena. Slacks.
4: <laughs> yeah, a team windbreaker and a clipboard. Mm-hmm. You are getting right you're in scout. any arena you want. Right. Yeah, walk right in. See,
3: bordering Canada was your best idea.
4: Bordering Canada division. and the holographic Christmas holographic tree. Holographic Christmas was really tree good too. I haven't had a good idea in like five years. But well, you got <laughs> kids. The brain cells are going. Well, my newest idea was daycare at the stadium. That was pretty <laughs> good until someone brought up the, yeah. the liability issue. <laughs> you know, there's some liability, but we're working on in it. In theory, the it's a great off, idea. Go to the game. stadium daycare. You know, okay. let's talk about it. Sure, I could do a lot of things at the stadium right next to the sports. I got, we're I got suites it. with, oh, I got <laughs> suites with fireplaces in some of these stadiums. I can't have daycare. I, it's okay. Sure,
3: I'm sure there must be space. No, just
4: an idea. All right, we'll get a break in Extendo Sports and the Extra Point Show's on the way. Bill's announced their new season ticket. Not exactly all of the pricing, just some info on the pricing and a guarantee that if you are a season ticket holder, you will get in to the new stadium. They are very, Ron Rakuya told us today, very confident in the numbers. If you are a season ticket holder, now is the time to continue to re-up if you want to be in the new stadium. And if you are not yet one, they want to grow the number a little bit as well. So mm-hmm. the way to get into the new stadium... And this is pre announcement of PSLs, and that's still to come too. But in terms of just getting in, guarantee was the word. I said, I don't want to throw out guarantee. And it was met with, no, no, no. It's a guarantee. They will have room, even though the number of tickets overall will go down because yeah. it's going to be a smaller stadium on attendance. Mm-hmm. 8030550, if you'd like to uh, join us. If not, that's okay too, here on
2: WGR. Breaking sports news airs first here. Guarantee. WGR Sports Radio 550, 2020 Sports. Extendo Sports.
6: All right, contest time. Be caller 5 at two two one four 4WGR to win a pair of pavilion tickets before you can buy them to see the Dave Matthews Band June 14th at Darien Lake Amphitheater, courtesy of Live
4: Nation. Tickets go
6: on sale Friday morning at 10 a.m. at livenation.com.
4: Just tweeted out a clip from. The Kelsey brothers podcast: Jason Kelsey, Travis Kelsey. It's Jason telling the story of find, finding his mom on the field after the game and hugging mm-hmm. his mom. Did you see that clip on the I field? Did. Yeah, yeah. It it, uh, it got me too. Pretty emotional. Yeah, Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, and their mom Donna Kelsey. So like you get to see her hug Travis in that moment, and then go find her son Jason who lost. And he says, like, go celebrate with Trav. And really awesome, awesome moment. The Kelsey brothers, the podcast is great. I don't know if the NFL needs to find a way to do more with them. They should be doing more. They're both really cool to listen to, um, give a great perspective. Would be a tremendous future Manning cast to watch these two. Oh, yeah. Tremendous. They should, what ESPN should do right now, well, I guess they're,
6: Active in the league so it's a little tougher the the days that the mannings don't do the the manning cast yeah if they only want to do 10 weeks then we'll do the kelseys for the other seven yeah the other six after they retire i guess but they're both great (laughs) jason kelsey i guess might actually retire now okay it's out there he might but travis i'd love him to i
4: don't think travis is about to retire they're both very, very good. They're both fantastic. And the the clip was awesome and I, you know, this clip of Jason Kelsey explaining how they lost the Super Bowl and he's crying tears of joy because his mom was a rock star that week. Just super cool. Today
0: in, go ahead.
6: In, instant trivia before we get yeah. out of here. Uh do you know the two quarterbacks in the
4: NFL with two Super Bowl rings? With two Super Bowl rings. At least two. Uh Chad Henney, who retired. retired. So, so Mahomes is one. Uh, Flacco? Nope. I'm only one. Chase
6: Daniel? Nope. You're on the right track, though. It's gotta be backups. Kind of. You're, you're kind of on the right track. You want to be thinking backups, but not necessarily a current backup.
4: Okay. It was it like John Wofford one? No. That's, he
6: has one, but not two. Okay. Brian Hoyer? Nope. But you're, you're getting close. Someone that... Was a backup for two Super Bowls. But he's now a starter. Kind of. Kind of. Probably. Uh, Probably is the word I should have used. Kyle Trask? Nope. He's got one. He's got one. More high profile. More high profile than maybe any guess you've had so far.
4: Yeah. Who's a backup that's a starter now? Want uh, it? Want it? Sure. Garoppolo. Oh, right. Jimmy Garoppolo. Two Super Bowl rings. Right. That's yep. funny. Hey, 2.30 uh, today. Arsenal and Manchester City. Huge. Huge game. Go Arsenal, of course. Of it- course. And uh, if uh, Granite Xhaka could go ahead and not get a red card, that'd be great. Anytime Arsenal has had a big game in the last however many years, mm-hmm. he uh, finds a way to get a red card. Um, it has been better at that than, you know, these last couple games, years. Uh, just don't get a red card, Jaka, please. Thank you. And I don't know what else to say about it. but Biggest game for you as an Arsenal fan since when? Ever. Period. Ever? Ever. Not close. I mean, have been in the Champions League, but whatever. No. Biggest game for them since I've watched them, which has been about 10 years. All right. Huge. Just win! Come on! Come on! <laughs> I'm stunned you didn't wear your jersey in today. Oh, I'll be wearing it for the game. I'll be ready. I'll be ready. They got robbed of two points by VAR that didn't review it, so they're due. Go ahead and just give them a, a win somehow. Who, City cheats anyway. Who wants City? Right? They're gonna they're just gonna have it vacated anyway. Yeah. Take them out of the race now. Let's do it. Arsenal lost to them last year in a game that they looked like they had them too. Yeah, thank, so, thanks so, for that. Liverpool would have been the f- f-
6: f- champions well, if that happened. So two. Three times. Oh, I don't want to get so, into it. So, City should not have won the title. Last
4: year was the year where Arsenal got close and didn't get them. So, none of this moral victory. There's no moral victory against oh, City. We're done with the moral victory no. season. A tie, I would take because you know they're in the lead. So, but, you're for, but for the standings, not for the moral victory. No, a tie right. you would take is a tie is not a moral victory. A tie is a tie. There's no such thing as a moral victory. A tie is a tie, and a, a tie benefits Arsenal because they are in the lead and running out the clock would be fine. Running out the clock on the season, but win it. Just win it.
6: I will say, you're not going to want to root for this fair. You don't want to win, just win it, right? I will say, there is, experiencing this last year, and I know Liverpool lost it, there was nothing like, for me, the experience, and I was with a group of people out at a bar, so that helped, nothing like the experience of a final match day where you need two things to happen to win the title to win the title and you're going back and forth between one screen and the other and it is just pure chaos.
4: Yeah, I would just take That
6: was an I, amazing experience. I would take
4: one game where, you know, win it and win the title.
6: Right, like right, right now, you would sign up for final match day of the season, you win and you win the title. 100%. Do you say that before wanting to look up who they play in the final match day? It can't be that. It can't be City, so. I don't think it's City. It's Wolves. Ooh, it's a tough defensive team. But you would take that. Final match day, you beat Wolves, you're in. Yes. You'd still have the experience of watching the
4: other game. Whoever City
6: would be playing that. Yeah. Time. So.
4: All right. I, as I said, we're late to the break. From this day forward, anytime <laughs> we are late, it's a tribute to Howard. Yeah. Sorry,
6: sorry for we need him to record a sorry. sound bite that like goes off at, yeah. at ten o'clock that's just him screaming, You're late.
4: Yeah, sorry for another tribute to Howard. God geez. <laughs> sorry, guys. All right. Extra point shows on the way.
2: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.